What's up, guys? Welcome to Trollier Than Now podcast. I am Matt Travis, and with me, as always, is Dave, Agent of Polemics on Twitter. Agent of Polemics on Twitter, Polemics Agent on Gab. And, yeah, uh, dude, we're, we nailed it. Finally, yeah, that was perfect. After all these was, weeks. <laughs> yep. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, and I got all my stuff. I think I mentioned this last podcast, but I got all my stuff changed to Matt Travis blog. So, uh, so uh, it's good. I'm, I'm across all platforms. You can find me at Matt Travis blog as well. So uh, good stuff. Good stuff. But today we have, um, we have Malachi here with us today. Malachi from Twitter. A lot of y'all probably know him. If y'all, if y'all follow us, you probably follow him. Um, he had a back and forth with uh, Joe. I'm going to go with Joe Lumen. I'm going to go with Lumen. Probably. All right. I'll, I'll, all right. I'll do it. Lehman. As long as it's uh, inconsistent, <laughs> it'll be good. <laughs> <laughs> that way only one of us looks like an idiot <laughs> exactly but uh yeah so yeah back and forth with joe lumen and uh jory micah that's another kind of weird name jory it is yeah. i think dude that uh so obviously micah is not her last name right so i think we're doing kind of a feminist thing there uh where we're not we're doing the the first name middle name deal i could be wrong though. it's possible uh that micah is her last name i'm not sure i thought it was her last name Think it's a uh, I don't. Th- I think it's like a middle name. Like uh, I'm not gonna take my my husband's last name type thing. You know what I mean? I feel like I remember some back sense. and forth with this about uh, with uh, with Summer White uh, when they had their little toss up probably a couple years ago. But whatever, I could be wrong. People will correct me if I am. Yeah, well, I'm not gonna correct you because I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know either. So. Well, now while y'all are talking, I'm going to look it up. I'm curious. Go for it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so Malachi's here with us. He had a back and forth with Joe Lumen and, and Jory Michael, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Um, as well as some other topics we're going to hit on today is uh, the AND campaign put back up, uh, I guess you would call it a promo video for their, their uh, lobbying group. I don't know what they are exactly. I guess they're lobbying, lobbying arm or something. Um, so they put up a, a video they had taken down a while back. And, I, you know, I was actually searching for it for a previous podcast that we did whenever we did the uh, Pro-Life for All-Life podcast. I was looking for it everywhere and I couldn't find it. I don't know. Either I'm bad at searching for stuff or they literally just completely deleted it off the internet for a totally while. Totally nuked weird. it. Do what? But possible. Yeah, they, yeah. You think they nuked it from the site? I yeah. think they did. Could I think be. they intentionally took it down, which is kind of weird. Because I don't feel like it's any, anything more controversial than the other stuff they put out. But, I don't know. Maybe they didn't want it up for Yeah, sure. maybe maybe just the level of pushback. Because, uh, you know, when that thing first dropped, there actually was quite a few people that were, like, uh, kind of digging into it, you know, and mm-hmm. kind of tearing it apart a little bit, to be honest. Could be, could be. You know, I find it um, interesting. I mean, this is kind of, I don't know, maybe this, maybe this makes me look like a pretentious, you know what, but... But uh, I find it interesting that it doesn't have a lot of views on it for like at one point in time, they had Tim Keller on their board, I think. Um, and they've had like Kyle James Howard, who has a relatively large following. Oh, wow. Well, I'm looking 181 views. That's yeah. like numbers we get. It seems like. Yeah. It seems like. They, yeah. Yeah. I think like half of our podcast have more than that. And we just started <laughs> like five, six weeks ago and they've been up for like two years. So I don't know, but we're weird. also basically we're basically geniuses, though. Yes. So it kind of makes basically sense. Basically geniuses. Oh yeah, that reminds me, I'm working on shirts 
So we'll have a store coming soon. And, oh, it's going to be good. Oh, yep. And, and basically, Geniuses might be a shirt. By might, I mean. We'll have, to, uh, we'll have to send one Malachi's way. Oh, yeah. I would love that. I'm fine. We're committed. We're committed. <laughs> we got a. Uh, we got we got we got some good designs. Have you ever heard um, two of them that I'm thinking of um, um, to give away our secrets here? Is uh, a while back, who was it? Oh, it's that chick that was at the conference. I think it was at the. She was one of the ones at that conference where they were talking about uh, whiteness is wicked, or something along those. Yeah, lines. I know. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. So she called. Uh, she called Jacob Brunton a theobrogen at one point in time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah that's a good i was like dude that's a great thing to put on a shirt a theo bro oh, no. did did he, did a he muscle shirt that, like, a muscle thank shirt you i guess you know do what say that again was that didn't he retweet that like thanks yeah, yeah that's what he, did. <laughs> he went the funny thing he was at the that's, gym that's when it. she tweeted that to him so he took a selfie at the gym <laughs> in like a muscle <laughs> shirt and retweeted it like yep it's good stuff but uh, anyway, um, I don't know how we got there, but we we did. We got talking about dudes and muscle shirts. That's kind of weird. We should probably not go down that route again. But uh, well, I, that's yeah. that's you know, a different that's podcast what, topic right there. That's not what a new guest. Right. But all right. But anyway, uh, I guess we can go ahead and jump into this. So how did this whole thing start, Malachi? What was like the the first tweet you responded to? Because there's so many like retweets and you know back and forth that it's hard to yeah. find the beginning of this. So, well, she blocked me. So I, I have to figure out where uh, I've got to do the, the incognito <laughs> yeah. mode trick. Yeah. At one point you said, it shouldn't be a surprise. Joe Lumen is a heretic. Right. She is that, not a Christian. Right. Do not that's listen to her. Yada, yada, yada. Yeah, that, that's, that's the official one that made everything go off. Mm-hmm. But I responded gotcha. to her before that. And the t- tweet that responded to her before that was, devil is a liar i don't take advice from heathens so i suggest keeping your mouth shut you have no idea what you're talking about but i'm not surprised coming from you you're doing your uh, father's work the devil and that's pretty much Ooh, and that was you too fire. Her, right yeah that, yeah, yeah that was me to her what the reason why i responded in the first place was because it was about the razi zachariah situation yep sure and she was pretty much blaming every christian leader like ever for what happened, what he did. And I was, and she was blaming the church and she was blaming that this is all on us. This is our fault. And every Christian leader should be held responsible for this. And that's when I pretty much the first tweet with the, uh, started off with the devil was a liar one. And that's when after that, I said, um, I tweeted out, this shouldn't be a surprisingly, uh, Joe is a heretic and all these things. Sure. Right. Okay, cool. So thanks for taking us kind of down the, yeah. down the, down the history there. Um, the first time I had ever heard of her uh, was probably a couple months back now when she did that tweet. When essentially it said like, uh, since conservative Christians keep coming at me, uh, I'm a Christian. I believe proselytizing is violence. I'm a Christian, and I believe LGBTQ plus people are divine. Uh, and then a couple other things. It was like a two or three tweet thread. But uh, yeah. was that kind of the initial context of how you heard about her, or had you talked to her in the past before? That was that was there was a a tweet she had, and someone who I followed, I seen his tweet talking to her, 
and I jumped in. That was the first time we actually, me and her, had a conversation. It was, it was. I was civil towards her the first time. I will say that she called. She said to me that I was influenced by white supremacy. And that you're, you're. you're, I'm sure you'll get some of that for being on here, but whatever. (laughs) So that was that was pretty much the catalyst of how our first interaction with each other, pretty much. And this is the third time I've interacted with her, and obviously the last. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Yeah. But no, you definitely, you definitely went pretty hard. And then uh, obviously the other context was Jory Micah. I think she sort of jumped in to defend her, right? Or was that a totally yeah, yeah. different? No, no, she jumped in to defend her. So you so had all I, the, uh, you had all the heathens after you, you yeah, know. And I had the par- uh, party. I was just, <laughs> threw the bait out there and they caught it, I guess. I don't <laughs> No, I hear you. I'm just going to kind of break down uh, with Malachi this, um, this original tweet that got so much hate uh, from yeah. Joe in the first place. So, so she says here, she says, I'm a Christian and I be- believe proselytizing is violence against another. I'm a Christian and I believe LGBTQ plus people are divine and should lead us. I'm a Christian and I learn a lot from people who do not share my faith. Uh, so that's kind of the, the first thing. So, you know, obviously the initial first thought that anyone has when they read that is, Oh, so, so you're not a Christian, you know, I mean, it, it legitimately would be like me saying, um, you know, I'm a Republican and I love Medicare for all. I'm, I'm a Republican <laughs> and, uh, you know, I love uh, Joe Biden or, or whatever, you know, it's literally that level of ridiculous, but obviously what we're getting into. And I think the thing that no one's really talking about it that much is that first line, because obviously she's going to do the LGBT stuff standard. We expect that. But this, I'm a Christian and I believe proselytizing is violence against another. What do you think about that, uh, Malachi? So, so obviously, when I read that, I'm essentially hearing she doesn't believe Christians should share their faith, you know, or if they do in a very, very, very limited context where the person is specifically like coming to you and asking you to tell them, you know. Uh, no, so thoughts on that? That's pretty much what she's saying. She's pretty much saying that we should keep our faith to ourselves and mind our business and just go with the flow and keep our mouths shut. And that that goes against scripture. Like that well, is not course, yeah. something we do as Christians. We spread the gospel. That is what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to go out and spirit to the nations and make disciples. We're not supposed to keep it to ourselves. <laughs> like that's 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 not what we do. So, I mean, this, this her list just shows that she's not a Christian. So, 100%. 100%. And I think, dude, uh, you know, another interesting thing about it is <clears throat> she says that, you know, she believes proselytizing is violence against others. She's literally saying that when Jesus commanded us to go make disciples of all nations, Jesus was advocating violence in that, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's hard, it's hard for me to imagine, like, you know, I get that the left loves to redefine terms and, and all that kind of thing. But if you call yourself a Christian, shouldn't the person that you supposedly believe is God, shouldn't that person not be encouraging what you hate? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It seems like that would be a clear cut case that if I was, um, you know, if, if I genuinely believed that Christ was telling me to go advocate violence against people, why in the world would I be a Christian? You know, you wouldn't be. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so, so 
I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, her her response to that. So she actually answered this because, of course, you know, uh, people just tore this apart <laughs> at the time. Right. So somebody shared a thing and said, they said, Jesus said, make disciples of all nations, Matthew 28, 19. And uh, her response to it was this, because um, this will give us a little more context of where she's coming from. Um, uh, she says, let's begin to set, let's begin by setting the record straight. Jesus never proselytized. He spoke of his faith which was against religious norms of the time. He made religious people uncomfortable. Sound familiar? Sharing your faith, um, indeed, preferably, it has nothing to do with proselytizing. So sharing your faith has nothing to do with proselytizing. Proselytizing means you are seeking to convert another, which assumes you think their beliefs are less valuable. <laughs> That's violence. I do against the other person's agency and tradition. So she's saying it's not just like the sharing your faith, but it's the fact that you're sharing your faith essentially as a more valuable thing than whatever their truth is. Yeah. Yeah. So what's the point of holding a specific position if you don't believe that position is the right one to hold? You know what I mean? Like I have never thought to myself, I believe this about a specific thing, but I think there's another thing over here that I could believe that would be a better thing for me to believe. Like that doesn't make sense. You're obviously going to believe the thing that you think is the most true, you know? Um, and then obviously the, the follow-up to that would be when the stakes are this high, because it truly is your faith, your religion, of course you would want other people to come to Christ and to, to have that understanding as well. So yeah, dude, I just wanted to, to jump into that one a little bit since, you know, obviously everyone tears up the LGBTQ stuff and uh, yeah. her, her more, her more traditional uh, just left wing kind of views. Yeah. So the, I, I, I don't know why call yourself a Christian if you don't believe anything that the Bible says at all. He's like she, she says it in <laughs> that mm-hmm. list. She doesn't believe. Well, first of all, she doesn't believe that the Bible is the word God, like at all. She thinks it's just a book that we read and that's it. So I'm, I'm confused. Okay, so you don't believe the word, you don't believe the Bible. You, you don't believe that we should spread the word of God. So what's the point of this? What's the point of believing any of it if you don't believe in it? Hundred percent. But she will argue, she will argue you down, calling herself a Christian. <laughs> so yeah, just it doesn't. I agree with you. It doesn't make a lot of sense. And presumably, she has some sort of formal or informal education on the topic. Like, could you imagine going to school for years to study something that you thought was nonsense? You know what I mean? I think it's crazy. Yeah. No, she's yeah, she's widely educated, but I mean. I, I think I remember asking her, okay, so why are you a Christian then? Yeah. And I don't think I've ever, got, I've ever gotten a response, or at least if I'm wrong, please cor- someone to correct me out there. I don't know. But I didn't get a response when I yeah, when well, we first the, had well, a Christian. Well, you know, unfortunately, yeah. the problem was, and, and, you know, I know that we're not talking the content of her responses as much, but unfortunately, it's because ultimately like the content of her responses were her literally just trying to be insulting to you, you know, which meh, okay, fine. I get it. Like I'm a big, I'm a big boy. So I can handle it. Yeah, exactly. It's just like, you know, you're, you're doing violence against me by disagreeing with me. Like 
I can't really, I can't really argue with that because it's so absurd. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like it's just such a, a non sequitur of a position. The, um, the but, funny, oh, Matt, do you want to get in? I'm sorry. Oh, I was just going to say, this is just, uh, this just, you know, this is just normal, like leftist tactics for how they're, you know, how they debate. Um, and this is, this is kind of, obviously she's more on the fringe, but this just shows how that has seeped into the church. Obviously she's a very progressive Christian. She's not really comparable to Russell Moore and, and JD Greer and those sorts of people, but they are starting to do the same thing. Like they do the same stuff with white supremacy and that sort of thing that, you know, it's or, or kind of redefining of terms. It certainly is the redefining of terms thing. But another thing I think that no one really talks about is, um, dude, could you imagine if Tom Buck or Tom Aspel had said to someone on the left the kind of stuff that she was saying to you? I mean, they are always the first people to jump down the throat of anybody who says something remotely. I mean, comparing someone who wants to sleep her way to the top to steal your money to kill babies to Jezebel is is pretty pretty benign and that was such a huge dust up for two weeks but they'll never say anything when the people on the left um do it and then when they're questioned on it they do the the whole well we just want to police our own uh sort of thing you know yes. the, the classic cool. yeah kiss left punch right mentality <laughs> yeah yeah so i guess the general consensus here is that malachi is definitely an abuser so I mean, obviously, we're all on the same page. Oh, oh definitely, most definitely, <laughs> abuse advocate extraordinaire. The, the, the funniest thing till this day is that neither woman, neither lady, has told me once why I was wrong. Like no one said, "Oh, you're here, you're wrong because biblically, you're biblically incorrect because this, that, and third. Not no one. Yeah. And I'm still I'm like, so then what was the point of all this? <laughs> so you're pretty much saying I was right. <laughs> I, I was yeah. right. <laughs> exactly or or that honestly does it even matter uh you know i, I think that's kind of their position right because nobody like here's the deal nobody ever slips and falls into conservatism you know what i mean um so they know they they don't have to go to scripture they don't have to make an exegetical argument for their position all they have to do is wait for the world to catch up with their belief you know uh, or, or maybe better put wait for the church to catch up with the world's belief that is also their belief that they hold yeah. um so it's obviously frustrating for people like us that believe in stupid things like facts and logic and exegesis um but it doesn't surprise me yeah yeah of course not i mean in the, those tweets that she sent out in mid 2020 that we were talking about earlier the ones where she talks about not proselytizing you know proselytizing uh, people being violent um, she also says, I'm a Christian and I don't go to church. I am a Christian and I don't believe the Bible is the word of God. I'm a Christian. I embrace sex positivity, yada, yada, yada. So it goes even, you know, even further. Yeah, like, there was more ridiculous. That there's no, that there's, yeah, yeah, there's no value in, in, in reading the, you know, in, in considering what the Bible says, essentially. Yeah. Not the word of God. It's just the word of man. So what's the what, thing right. too is, sorry, go ahead. No, okay. I would, just, I would say if, if she doesn't believe that the Bible is the word of God, then all of this makes sense. All like, mm -hmm. why listen to a book if it's just made by man? Like, it's no point. Yeah, yeah. But it... Exactly. So, so um, one of the things that that um, I can't remember what you said earlier, but 
it made me think about it. You're talking about if we want to, if we want to talk about like the general um, trend that this kind of uh, um, defending women um, from, from abuse or whatever you want to call it um, that's mm-hmm. been going on. And I think one thing that's really important that nobody ever talks about, probably because they don't want to say it is that the, the entire basis for a lot of this talk about abuse is uttered in the church, particularly is utter nonsense, right? Like we know that there's a lot of abuse in Hollywood and stuff like that. That's been known even by people in Hollywood for years. Um, But whenever they talk about it in the church, it's only gained a lot of steam recently. Um, And I mean, generally, I don't mean when we're talking about specifics, like Robbie Zacharias, who was obviously, uh, how can I say this without using curse words? Um, but but he was obviously an apostate jerk okay there you go that'll (laughs) work i'll go with that but the thing about um the real quick the thing about the rise zachariah situation and i i listened i watched no i read a blog from uh james white about it and he made a good point Mm -hmm. was he he belong to a church like a church body body such a good point help him accountable for some That's of the things point. or did he just like go by himself and do his own thing? Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's such a good point. And I know obviously, you know, RZIM was kind of his, his organization or whatever. Um, but yeah, there's definitely something to be said for, all right, cool. You got your board of directors for your apologetics organization or whatever. Um, but you raise a good point. Did he have elders in his life that could speak to him with equal authority that he could speak to them with? You know what I mean? Because like you go to a, to a typical biblical model church, you know, you may have, even if you go to like a mega church, you may have the the senior pastor or the, the John MacArthur, if you will. Right. right. But you, but you also have those co-equal elders that can speak that into your life. Um, yeah. And I don't know, that's a good question. Um, but it is, whether he had it or not, something obviously wasn't getting done you know, no. and that's kind of the, that's kind of the broader, the broader point. Yeah. And that kind of goes to the point that I, that I was about to make. Um, because what, what they would say, people's criticism that what they would say, well, there's still a rampant problem of sexual abuse, even within churches. And, um, a lot of this stems back to that Houston article, Houston article, Houston Chronicle article that was written, uh, I want to say like two and a half years ago, probably two, two and a half years. Yeah. Right. And, um, where essentially they, they, looked into things and they saw that there was, I think it ended up being like 200 and something or 300 and something. Um, it was, so, so the issue with it is, is the broad is the broadness of it, right? There was two or 300 pastors or volunteers or staff, right. Mm-hmm. That had committed sexual assault against somebody in the church. Right. And this wasn't just like kids. It wasn't just like older women It was like a mix of everything. Right. And it was sexual assault or sexual misconduct. So then we're broadening sure, that right. even further. Um, now we're getting into like adultery and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So perfect. Perfect. Yeah. yeah if, uh, if you need to reference anything yeah. there, just uh, uh, let us know. Um, and, and so after reading that, I started looking at the numbers and I'm like, you know, I mean like that's a scary number, right? 700 and something victims, 300 and something assaulters or or people who who participated in mis- sexual misconduct in some way right that's a scary sounding number mm-hmm. until you start to actually look at the study they looked over a period of 20 years 
right? So we can already divide that number by 20 to get the yearly basis for this. And then also you have to account for the fact that when you include volunteers and staff and pastors, which is basically almost everyone that goes to a church, but if we're being fair, it's not everyone that goes to a church. So we'll kind of slim it down some there's that's like 10 million people. So out of 10 million people a year, you had, let's say 300 divided by 20. What would that be? Actually here I have the, uh, let's see what we'll see. My Very low. Oh, here it goes. It says this statistically that comes out to one out of every 500,000 people per year. That's a 0.0002% of people in churches every year commit sexual yeah. assault or misconduct. Yeah, for mm. sure, dude. And it's, it's crazy too. Cause like, um, the, obviously we shouldn't even have to say this because it should be obvious, but we know how the internet is talking about actual statistics and bringing up some of these numbers is not to minimize what that is or the, the severity of it. But what yeah. it does, what, what it does kind of do is it's something that we see so much from the more liberal wing of specifically like the SBC and PCA, right? And it's when everything's abuse and when everything's violence, now you're minimizing this stuff that actually is. Same thing with white supremacy, right? When everything's yeah. white supremacy, nothing is. Um, you know, all that all that sort of sort of garbage that that the left tends to um, find hiding behind every corner. You know, mm -hmm. so um, that's an interesting thing to me, and kind of brings it to my my earlier point a little bit. Is almost to a person, man. Um, it seems like all the people that start these advocacy groups or um you know abuse victim support groups in the church for some reason start capitulating on some of the other issues and obviously probably the biggest one is the complementarian egalitarian um divide you know so kind of just want you guys' thoughts on that and why you think that trajectory is what it is i have an opinion on the why <laughs> sure. uh I, th I think we, for at least the soft complementarianism, it's easier to digest than okay. you know, full-blown complementarianism, I think. And a lot of this capitulation from conservatism to people in SBC, it's easier to, for people to digest pretty much. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and I mean, you know, we try to we try to use names to the max extent, right? So people that I'm thinking of specifically are obviously Beth and Russell Moore both come to mind, you know, as probably the biggest progenitors of this sort of uh, I'm a complementarian, but not really. And we hit on that last time with the, the function and title distinction, right? But um, but you also see it from uh, so the, the, the Den Hollanders come to mind. Uh, as an, mm -hmm. another example, you know, uh, not to the degree that like Beth or Russell Moore and them do, but you can sort of see them starting, I think, that shift, that slide a little bit to capitulate a little on those issues. And hopefully I'm wrong. I mean, you know, time will tell, you know. Um, but yeah, go ahead. I don't know. A lot of this has to do with we just have a culture that that. Um, oh, what's the word for it? where there's there's things to be gained right in in becoming a victim and i think that's where a sure. lot of it comes from that's 
is that a lot of these people are just opportunists looking looking for for you know either to to gain some sort of status or some sort of social credit by becoming a victim or to gain some sort of virtue points by defending the supposed victims and that's why they don't care about the truth a lot of times that's why you have people like that are on kind of the more radical side like joe and micah who who don't think that the bible is the word of god right because they don't actually care about truth at all and that's why you have people like russell moore and the den hollanders who whenever you provide evidence like it's only one out of every five hundred thousand, which is absurdly low number compared to every other industry and every other thing in the whole world doesn't mean we shouldn't care about that one but it is really low and we shouldn't act like we have this massive problem when we don't um, whenever you bring up those numbers or when it comes to things like uh, uh, systemic racism and stuff, whenever you bring up the actual stats of, what, of what's going on with you bring up the crime stats and that sort of thing to show that, well, there's a reason why certain things happen in certain neighborhoods. Um, whenever you do that, they they want you to shut up. Basically, they don't want you to talk about those numbers just because they don't care about the truth, because what they're really worried about is looking virtuous, looking virtuous to the right people. And some of this, I think, might even stem from initial motives that were good right that had to do with things like a seeker sensitive church model and that sort of thing right where where they're trying to reach the world and we're gonna we're gonna compromise here a little bit because it's not that big of a deal and then here and then here until finally you just don't care about truth anymore and it's only what gets you the virtue points it's only what gets the world to 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 you know seek after whatever message it is that you're trying to push I think I would, I would agree with you. The only the only reason I say, at least not everyone, there are some mm-hmm. people that I, I in my mind that like, no, it was always evil. But <laughs> <laughs> um, the, the thing is, the intentions were good, and that's fine. But as Christians, we have to do it biblically because yeah. we will get off track very easily. And if we get off track, we hear where we are right now. Yeah. And I think if you want to talk about the sexual, the sexual assault situations, I'm fine with fighting sexual assault in the church if it's there. I'm mm-hmm. perfectly fine doing it. I'm perfectly fine finding these people, getting them charged, and you already know my position on any type of sexual assault. Yeah. It's the death penalty. It's the, it's the death penalty. Oh, I thought it was going to be... Uh, I thought it was going to be a uh, prison with free candy, <laughs> free candy, candy one alcoholic uh, beverage a day, golfing, golfing. Yeah, <laughs> but we have to do it biblically. I like I just can't go on a witch hunt with you to just blame everybody for yeah. everything. <laughs> yeah, yeah, a hundred percent, and and a good uh, a good example of this, I think, and I think in this scenario. It maybe ended up being warranted in the end, right? Uh, mm-hmm. But we think about the Paige Patterson stuff that came up uh, a couple of years ago. And a lot of these people, you know, the allegations made against him, and it's just immediate calls for his head, you know? No investigation, no, no you know, seminary investigation, no... Uh, and, of course, eventually they got around to doing it. I'm talking about the people that as soon as it was accused, they was like, it was like, he needs to be out of here. And if you don't agree that he needs to be out of here, you're enabling abuse. No, if anything, the opposite is true, right? If anything, you're not taking it seriously enough. If you Mm -hmm. don't think that truth in this situation matters. Um, But yeah. 
Yeah, exactly. Because because whenever you have situations like that, because let's let's kind of let's kind of uh, play to their side a little bit. They say you don't take it seriously enough. Well, part of the reason, and I'm not saying there's not people that aren't are aren't like that. I'm not saying there's aren't people that are like that. Of course, there are. There are people that don't take sexual assault seriously. That really just don't care when it comes down to it. They're you know, yeah. they're kind of rare, but but those people exist. And, and so whenever whenever they do stuff like this, like they just throw people under the bus and they don't actually want investigations, whenever they do this with anything, um, um, like the FBC Naples stuff that they did with, with you know, mm-hmm. that guy being supposedly racist or whatever. Whenever they do this with, with all this sorts of, you know, social justice realm type stuff, um, it, you, you make it to where people don't take you seriously. So then whenever you come out with a case where there actually is abuse like Robbie Zacharias. Yeah. I'm sure there was a lot of people that were like, nah, I don't care. And it was because over and over and over and over again, you find out that it's just utter nonsense. Well, that's the, the boy who cried wolf scenario, yeah. you know, perfect. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. And you also have two, you know, and you'll both kind of hit on this. So I won't spend a ton of time on it, but you also have, like you talked about we need to do this biblically right but a lot of what we're seeing isn't that a lot of what we're seeing is importing these uh secular strategies into the church to deal with them and that's when you start getting into the uh believe all women uh you know i mean people treating uh you know people comparing um pastors to um to Kavanaugh and stuff like that. Uh, like Kavanaugh, there was any evidence he actually did anything, you know? Um, yeah. So rather than trying to take it to scripture and actually have the elders intervene, which granted, sometimes they don't, and that's bad. But God tells us to do things a certain way for a reason, you know? Um, and I think we should just do what God says. <laughs> Controversial take, I know. The reason why he tells us to do it the way because he knows that we when we don't, we yeah, just exactly. screwed up. Exactly. Yeah, and there's and so so the idea is that you're not supposed to sin while trying to call out somebody else's sin or bring somebody accountable for their sin, and you know it's it's it seems like a lot of these people haven't grasped the concept that there will come a day of judgment for those who were disingenuous, who were the abusers. So you going out and saying, well, yeah, we're going to, we're going to not actually seek after the truth or we're going to not follow the guidelines that have been given to us um, in scripture on these particular issues, because we really need to get the bad guys. Well, you're kind of ignoring the fact that they're going to get their, they're going to get justice in the end. Like it's, yeah. and it's going to be more justice than you could ever bring them by, by. Well, mm-hmm. That's because they want earthly justice that, that they want, they want to see the, they want to see the person locked up, handcuffed, mm-hmm. put to, in the guillotine. They want to see all of that. And the thing is sometimes, sadly, it's not always going to happen. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're not always going to get the bad guy. Sometimes it's just not going to happen. Uh, this is a good story. I don't, I don't, this is a segue, and I hope, I'm going to be real quick with it. But no, you're good. My, yeah. So my no stories life, allowed. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so my personal story, you know, my, my father is uh, let's say 
less than perfect man. Uh, you know, and he's still the same person till this day. And sure. I had a, a decision to make. Either I'm going to sit in my anger and my bitterness and wait for him to change into the father I want him to be. Or mm-hmm. I can say, if it happens, great. And if it doesn't, I will pray that it will. But I have to make, I have to be the man God calls me to be. So. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And that's, um, that's kind of lost on some of these people that, you know, you can't, you can't control everything. It's uh, Dave. What did you say one time? Um, you said something along the lines of should, why is everybody acting surprised whenever the people who only talk about power dynamics want power? Yeah, <laughs> I think exactly. That's kind of the purpose yeah, of and that's, that's the thing, right? Yeah. They're, yeah. um, their worldview views absolutely everything through this lens of power dynamics from race to, uh, to status, to sex, to everything else. So yeah, yeah. you, you think they are not going to view their own worldview through that same lens that they view absolutely everyone else through, you know, it, it's consistent with their system, but the people that are going to spend the most time complaining about power dynamics are the people that are most likely to abuse it if they get it because everything's through that lens. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And I think that applies in, in this case, because that's what a lot of this is, is, is they can't, they can't, if their intentions are good on the onset, which is arguable, <laughs> it's argue, it's arguable whether they are or aren't, but if their intentions are good on the onset, the flaw that they do make is they think that they, they, they have a real problem with not being to exert the power that they have in order to stop it from happening now, rather than looking at the situation like you were talking about Malachi, where it's some of this yeah. stuff is stuff that I can't change. And I just have to do what God has called me to do. Yeah. But it's good stuff. Do you have anything else on that topic? I mean, we could probably nitpick on this for like five hours, especially the tweets that she said. Wonderful. About, about the, um, your life, the last line you said, you know, uh, I can only do what, you know, God calls me to do is, uh, that's easier said than done. You know, I understand that mm-hmm. this. I get it. Trust me. It took me a long time to get to where I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So. No, I hear you. I hear you. Yeah, um, definitely. And it's a, it's a, it's always a struggle, you know, mm-hmm. it's always that continual putting the flesh uh, to death every day. And I think a lot of these people, that like y'all said probably initially started with good intentions and and maybe even still have good intentions in the sense of hey my intention is i want to stop abuse in the church i think when you're trying to do something virtuous it gets easy to make excuses to cut corners doing Mm -hmm. things the way that you should be doing them you know uh because sort of the ends justify the means type type uh scenario there but um yeah, exactly. that was all I had. Uh, you know, uh, you sound like. Uh, hold on, let me see if I can find this. I'm going to ruin the joke by by spending time looking for this, though. So maybe <laughs> you sound like a a, th- a way that uh, there's a guy that criticized me, okay, for making a joke, <laughs> and uh, you sound exactly like what he was what he was describing here. So uh, what's his name? Uh, Joe Askell. Joe Askell said, I love how the counter argument here is you just can't handle strong women like me. Okay. Um, And then he goes, Joe Askell says, arguing like a third grader while demanding to be called Wonder Woman. And the next, this guy named MF Grizzly says, (laughs) 
where did she make this demand? And I put, well, you got him there. She never literally demanded we call her Wonder Woman. And his response, I think, fits Dave perfectly right here. This is you, Dave. He says, why is it that when people demand accountability and justice, you dudes, uh, justice, you dudes, and it's mostly dudes, freak TF out. You, you'd rather defend abuse for optics sake than own the problem named. Oh. So you invent stupid claims. It's wild to me. I think that's, you know. Yeah, that's a, that sounds like a winner right there. <laughs> Good stuff. But uh, top, top quality, top quality arguments. But anyway, from those top quality arguments, see, this is a good transition. From those top quality arguments, we come to some more top quality arguments on a completely unrelated topic of something that uh, I don't think you've seen this yet, have you, Malachi? The end campaign ad for, for uh, they're talking about pro-life versus, versus pro-choice. Have you seen it yet? You, I, yeah, no, I haven't seen it yet. Okay, okay. So this is going to be your first think- time. So we'll get a live reaction from you. Oh, that's cool. That's Man, cool. I, I think if you uh, if you have to tell people it's a good transition, is that like having to tell people you're a strong, brave woman? You know, pretty much. Pretty much. <laughs> the more the more you have to say it, you know. <laughs> <laughs> I am a strong woman. No, now I need the government to. Oh, and I spilled yeah, my coffee exactly. on myself. Sad. I literally just untransitioned your transition. <laughs> you did, and you made me spill coffee on myself. I'm blaming that part on you too. Luckily, I got napkins here. I'm prepared. No, See? that was that was white supremacy. Is why you spilled your coffee. Okay, <laughs> I'll be a Look at this. It's on my shirt now. I look like a <laughs> like a sloppy man. Sloppy man. That's a weird term that I probably shouldn't use ever. But okay, we're thinking about something else for sure. <laughs> So, uh, where were we? Oh, yes, and campaign. And campaign. All right, and campaign. So, I'm going to play the audio for this. There's a video. I'll probably play the video for the viewers so they can see the whole thing, but it's eh, it's kind of pointless. The video is just people standing in a church randomly, you know, shifting from one scene to the next. With the the video doesn't really matter. That's my point. Um, But let's see. So, just to give some kind of background, um, they had put this up about a year and a half ago. So some people that listen to this might have seen it. Um, it kind of made the rounds. What I thought was interesting is they took it down. They took it down. And I thought, you know, that's kind of weird because I didn't think it was any more controversial than some of the other stuff they do. Because people who don't know what the end campaign is, it's basically, it's it's a pro-Democrat lobby that tries to act like they're not pro-Democrat lobby. <laughs> they try to act like they're this neutral position, like we don't have a party, it's the third way. But then they all of us all seem to support the Democrats, whatever that case comes up and the yeah. founder of it it's, was a democrat a and tim of... keller who's a democrat was on the board and kyle james howard who's obviously a democrat is on board so they're all democrats they're, but they're, they're definitely not democrats of, they're a bunch of democrats that are really frustrated that the democratic party platform has abortion in it because now yeah. they have to deal with it you know yeah, what I mean? that's pretty much it <laughs> it's unfortunate exactly <laughs> so i'm gonna get well i'm gonna play from the very beginning actually because there's some good context I might stop this part of the way through because uh, we don't really need all of it. Oh, got to share the audio. Got to share the audio. Um, me f- trying to figure out how to share audio is top quality content for a podcast. Uh, we'll edit it in post-production. It's fine. All right. So this is the weird <laughs> thing about Zoom. Sharing audio is an advanced feature. What? Of course like, it is. Sharing video, not advanced. Sharing audio, advanced. Anyway. Okay. You ought to be able to hear it whenever I start playing it. Here we go. Abortion is not some crazy, weird 
last resort. For me in particular, uh, because I did have two abortions uh, as a young woman, I feel that my ability to access that kind of medical care made it possible for me to live out my dreams and do what I really wanted to do with my life. Clinton recently joined forces with the Shout Your Abortion campaign. All human life is precious. Where's the money coming from to support people who aren't ready to be mothers or aren't financially stable to take care of a child? You simply cannot uh, defer protecting lives of unborn children because of cost. Okay, so to give give kind of the scene that's going on here, because this, this is the only part that really needs to be talked about. Um, the first one is a clip of a lady who I've seen before, I don't know who it is, being interviewed on NBC. Um, and then after she says, you know, I needed abortion because of whatever reason, right? After she says that, then it says a, a title pops on the screen that says pro-choice, protect the mother, ignore the baby. I think that's a fair assessment. Although I would, instead of ignore, I would say rip the baby limb from limb. But yeah, uh, fair destroyed. enough, fair enough, right? Then next you have the governor of, I can't remember where. I can't remember her name either. But anyway, it's the governor of, of some conservative state. Um, and it says pro-life, protect the unborn baby, ignore the mother. Which is not fair, because that's not at all what she said. <laughs> that's not at all what happened to that clip. Basically, she said, somebody asked her, but what about the mother? You know, yada, yada. And she's like, well, I mean, sometimes there's sacrifices because you don't want to kill babies. <laughs> I'm not sure yeah. how that's ignoring the mother. I think that's more of just saying... Yeah, <laughs> that's what happens. Well, look at look at the way the she asked that question. Yeah. So you're saying that a human life is not worth more than money, pretty much. Yeah. You're pretty much saying that. Yeah. 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 So that's kind of the dichotomy also, that Ann's campaign sets up going into this video is that the the pro life side they picked the evilest person they could find and it was somehow this governor that didn't say anything evil at all right but the pro life side doesn't care about mothers the pro choice side doesn't care about babies which is a false dichotomy but at the same time it's there's there's more to it than just that so we'll go ahead and listen to to some more of this we'll probably go about halfway through they get to most of their points about halfway through it's a law that's designed to end rovers what if we're being provided with two wrong answers as Christians, we have to frame this issue for ourselves, and we have to make sure that we're being faithful to God and loving to our communities. There are polarizing voices shouting on both sides of this issue. On one side, there are progressives who argue for a woman's choice. On the other, conservatives who argue for the life of the unborn child. But both sides are leaving out crucial aspects of the reality of abortion. One speaks to the heart of women's struggles. Women who often feel oppressed, controlled, and victimized by men desire sexual autonomy in a society that has a history of shaming women. They want the freedom to choose the outcome of their own. All right. I feel like you got something to say there, Malachi. Make, <laughs> make, it, make it stop. Please, make it stop. It's <laughs> uh, good stuff. <laughs> Come, like, come women on. who come who on. desire to have what was it sexual autonomy it's like they're promoting this idea of sexual autonomy now of course they're going to go on to say like you shouldn't really want to have sex with a bunch of men for no reason other than you just feel like it but still it's like they're still pushing this kind of narrative that that's not the worst thing in the world to want sexual autonomy but anyway like i well hold up wait how how can you sit there and say we got to be as christians 
And then he's like, well, a woman should be fighting for sexual autonomy. Like, like, so you're saying that as Christians, we should be okay with women just having sex with anybody ever. Yeah, it's and a weird way to word it, at the very least. That, <laughs> it is a weird, it's a, stra- weird. Yeah, it's a strange one, for sure. <laughs> also, also, I love that they set it up. They set it up, you know, um, there's two sides of this coin, but both are missing crucial issues. And then they proceed to just only make the leftist Democrat side of the case, you know, like that's exactly if you were if you were talking to somebody running for Senate in a Democratic Party, they would say, you know, well, I mean, abortion is not the greatest thing in the world, but if we would take care of all these other social issues, then it would make it better. That's literally their argument. Now, obviously, discussed in the past how it's a moral evil. But um, it's just where's the where's the third way here? I'm just seeing a re slightly even repackaged. Yeah. So to be fair, they go on. But the general gist of it is what you said. They go on to make like the pro-life point, like the point that the pro-life side cares about babies while the pro-choice side doesn't. Um, but still, like the, the point you're making is the general gist of, of, of what's going on here, because. I mean, the the what what do you call it? The standard that most Christians go by is that the pro-life side is on the right side. So they're trying to make the argument that, no, the pro-life side is not actually on the right side. It's actually more of an equally bad on each side. Right. So so you'll see. Let me let me play a little bit more. Lives. The other side speaks on behalf of a child who's voiceless, who's not yet born, yet still very much alive valuable and deserves the right to develop and grow in their mother's womb. Amongst all the shouts, neither side is listening to the other and neither side answers with a holistic approach to the problem. While progressives advocate for the rights and protection of women, they do this at the expense of her child and family. Helping a woman to abort her child does not solve her problems, but it can often cause more. A significant amount of women who undergo abortions report mental distress and anguish after having the procedure. While some conservative voters and policymakers fight for women to go through with unplanned pregnancies, they often fight against social policies that make it possible for these women to care for their children and themselves. Neither the progressive nor... All right, so that's the general gist of the whole video, right? The the, the pro-choicers on the left... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. There you go. All right, we're done. We can show, we can end the podcast now. <laughs> That's it. That's pretty much it. The, le- yeah, I'm, the I'm, left pro-choicers don't like, uh, um, um, don't care enough about the baby. So they, you know, they think that you should be able to do whatever you want. You should be able to kill a baby for convenience. And then on the other side, but yeah, you, you care about not ripping babies from limb to limb to the tune of 850,000 a year. But do you really care about the women? Cause you don't support socialism. <laughs> As well, I guess. Yeah. That's the same exact argument. Lecrae makes the exact mm-hmm. same one, you know, yeah. womb to tomb while, and, you know, campaigning for pro abortion candidate, but we're not going to talk. About that. <laughs> exactly. That was exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say, and he supports. Warnock and them. <laughs> it's also, almost yeah. like the whole point of this is just to get more support for the Democrats. Almost. <laughs> and let's just real quick, like, I don't know if people can't see this or just don't want to, but I'm going to continue to murder babies until you give me money. It's not any less of an evil argument than that's not a you know, my body, my choice or whatever. You know, you know what I mean? Like there, it's not like that's morally superior, uh, superior at all. 
it's it's not like you're that's literally the argument in this entire video is that give us money or we're gonna murder babies what what type of christian what type of argument what type of christian argument is that well like, this is really christian what christian argument is that yeah and and not a very good so one. this is kind of what kind of gets to the core of it too is is they actually say in that in that uh that last little clip that i played they say that they're not getting the resources that they need or, or they're it's impossible. Basically what they say, and, and they use the exact word impossible. They say it's impossible for these women to care for these babies. So they can't have them right because they're not getting the care that they need. And the pro-life cause doesn't care about that. Now we can go into how that's completed or nonsense, because as Dave has mentioned in our, in our all life pro-life podcast, a few episodes back, there's actually all kinds of resources coming from the pro-life movement for, for women who are having babies. Right. But, but also impossible. I have a problem with that word. Even if there's no support coming from the pro-life movement, the idea that it's impossible to take care of your baby shows just how much they see the state as God. Like you cannot hold a position that it's impossible for me to take care of my family without the state giving me money. Yep. And think that the one true God is God and not the state. The, the state is your God, right? But yeah, you hundred percent, man. All of the uh, every single person has created the government as being God, and they the government gets to take and give as much as they want. Mm -hmm. They can do whatever as much as they want. So, if you want to save babies, give let the government take your money so they can give it to someone else. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Well, Thomas Sowell, he has a uh, he has a quote, in, and this isn't going to be the exact quote, but I've always thought it was a great quote. He says, um, I never understand why the left tells me that it's selfish for me to want to keep the money that I've earned, but it's not selfish for me to want to take somebody's money that I haven't earned. You know what I mean? Like, it, it really is kind of like, meh, okay, you know. Um, mm -hmm. Not to say that Christians shouldn't be generous or whatever, but yeah, it's, it's obviously just a ridiculous, it's a ridiculous point from a political level, but why are Christians making this argument? Seeming Christians, at least. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I think many Christians have fallen to this trap of this the love thy neighbor, you know, that has been knocked over our heads for like the last year and a half. Uh, yeah. That you're not truly loving your neighbor if you do not believe in socialism. You're not truly loving your neighbor if you don't believe in pro-choice. You're not truly believing, uh, loving your neighbor if you don't agree with every single policy the Democrats have ever come up with ever. Yep, in history exactly. <laughs> if you really loved your neighbor, you would steal from your neighbor to give to another neighbor. <laughs> oh, okay, sure, <laughs> man. Yeah, you know what I mean? Like, well, also, I think a lot of it is, is um, ignorance of... Uh, ignorance of, of what the Bible actually means when it says love your neighbor. And then also, you know, manipulation for people who know what it means, but, but don't say it. Like a lot of these references are, are like, like they asked Jesus, how do, how do you, uh, how do we love God? It's follow his commandments. What's well, the same thing with love your neighbor. How do you love your neighbor? Well, you follow God's commandments and how he tells you to love your neighbor. And he doesn't tell you to steal money from Caesar to give it to you, <laughs> to force, to force other people to, uh, give money to your neighbor about that exact question i forgot the little woman's name last night 
she was pretty much saying all these things that Christians are supposed to do to us to help people, love people, and all these things. And I was like, no, Christians are supposed to love, honor, and obey God. And by doing those three things, we love people, we help people, and we are humble ourselves. The, the, the honoring God part is first. Yeah. <laughs> that is first. It's literally, yeah, it's in order for a reason. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like we have to honor God first. That's how we get to the other things. Yep. Exactly. Hundred percent. Yep. Um. Well, here let's listen to a little bit more of this. Just see if there's anything else uh, interesting in here to to comment on before we sum it up. Or the conservative well, answer lives up to the gospel call. And the I'm going to go back a little bit so that I'm going to go back a little bit so that we can. Uh, our context a little better. They often fight against social policies that make it possible for these women to care for their children and themselves. Neither the progressive nor the conservative answer lives up to the gospel call. The Bible demands a framework that includes both compassion and conviction. The gospel calls us to a sincere compassion for human life and advocates for human flourishing from the womb to the tomb. Ooh, the gospel calls us to recognize the vulnerability of unborn babies and their mothers. Mothers who often find themselves making hard decisions that impact the rest of their lives. This is what the AND campaign is here to do, to help the church approach and think through this issue with a biblical framework and to be able to do so confidently by answering questions concerning abortion. Okay, that's a fascinating point to me. The end campaign is here to help the church think through things in a biblical framework. There was no biblical framework anywhere in there. Where was the biblical framework? I, I think one of the ladies said human flourishing. <laughs> I'm sitting there going, where in the Bible does it say that God's going to give us yeah. human flourishing? I, I... <laughs> it's almost like they're intentionally yeah. being ridiculously vague. In order to, uh, in order that people can't pin them down on what they actually believe and and criticize them for. It's almost like it's only ever just been about passing democratic policy. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Almost. It it sounds like it sounds like money is is you know very important to these people. Yeah. Yeah. uh, (laughs) And you know, part of this, part of this is deserved because there's been a lot of people in the pro life movement. I've been hitting on this quite a bit for like a year now um and nobody else really talks about it there's been a lot of people in the pro-life movement that push this idea that that a large reason for why the uh, um a large reason for why people get abortions because they don't have money like i've seen specific organizations put out stats that say that that uh the main reason or not the main reason but they'll say the reason they will just say the reason like as if that's the reason the reason that 74 percent of women get abortions is because they don't have money to take care of their kids well then you go look at the study that they quoted and it's well that's not exactly the case because this study was a multiple not multiple choice um what's the word whenever you can choose several choices a poll you poll I can't think of what, it, what it's called. No, not a poll. Um, but anyway, anyway, you can like, like if, if I give you a list of choices and I say, okay, what are the reasons that you're getting an abortion? It's financial reasons. It's I'm not married. It's I just don't want kids. It's yada, 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 yada. Right. Yeah, and you more, can more of a survey almost. Do what? Yeah. Survey. More of a survey. Almost. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a survey where you can pick, you can pick multiple choices rather than saying which one of these reasons. And you have to pick one as like the main reason you get to pick multiples. Well, the study they're quoting is that. 
where you can pick multiples, which means that you have 74% saying finances, but you also have 50% saying, I just don't want to have kids. So mm-hmm. which one yeah. takes precedent over the other? Obviously, one of them does. And, and to say that it's finances in every single situation is ridiculous. And I talked to one of the organizations um, um, about this, you know, putting out this stat. They're called uh, Let Them Live. And to be fair, they are an awesome organization that provides a lot of funding to to uh, help save babies. So I'm not trying to, like, blast them here. Um, but I talked to the owner, the, uh, their, at least the guy who runs their social media campaign, for the very least. I had a back and forth with them, and I asked them, so how many women, because because you're, you're obviously a pro-life organization, so when people contact you, it's very obvious that they're at least leaning towards, I don't want to murder my baby, right? Um, I said, how many of them end up taking the financial support and not getting an abortion? And I think they said like 30-something percent end up not taking the financial support and still getting an abortion. And I said, that's already knocks out the claim that 74% of them get abortions because of that, because you've already exceeded that 26% number. You've already gone into the thirties. Yeah, good point. So, and, and it's, point. it's, so the pro-life, my, my point in this is the pro-life movement asks for some of this crap sometimes because they make horrible arguments for their case and trying to, and trying to do a good thing and trying to advocate to get money to support right. women so that they can help them get on their feet. When the reality is, is that we all know that the reason why most people get abortions is because of convenience. They, yeah. they don't yeah. want a baby. And if you well, get somebody also, that wants one, you can kind of, convince them in other ways besides just giving them money although we should help them with money as well yeah also the and campaign video literally just said like a minute before this uh quoted this statistic on a huge number of a uh, huge percentage rather of women that get abortions that go on to have like mental health issues because of it right yeah. so if i'm giving a choice then it says hey, you did this thing, you know, what were your reasons for doing it? If I perceive that as a bad thing, or at least just not a good thing, I'm probably going to try to pick as many reasons as possible that would have got me to that, to that decision. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like you don't, no one that's filling out the survey, not no one, but few people are going to say, I just wanted to murder my baby. That was the only reason. You know what I mean? Uh, most are going to come up with some more justification, not only to the organization, but to themselves. Yeah. You'd be surprised. Though. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, as human, as human beings, we always try to justify our sins. Like, just yeah, 100%. <laughs> since day and one. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, we've all seen the videos of the, you know, crazy, rabid abortionists that, literally you're wearing shirts that say i love oh, no, abortion no. or whatever you no, know the, the uh, big those people exist <laughs> and one of the pet, my biggest pet peeve is when someone who is I, I would say pro-life would argue me down saying oh those people don't exist yeah that, yes they do they, they do, do exist okay they do sadly there are a lot <laughs> i wish there was not a lot but there are a lot of people who are, who are like that you don't get an entire march or parade in argentina i think was was mm-hmm. argentina yep mm-hmm. that yeah. real recent one like well, a month ago yeah you don't get that if everyone's not okay with like you're telling me that entire crowd does not know what they're celebrating you gotta like, say malachi i'm a little little worried right now because you, you sound like one of those radicals that believes if a woman gets 25 abortions within uh 20 years she should uh she should uh, uh get the death penalty so, uh, I mean, I'm sorry. Well, that, <laughs> yeah. that, uh, 
I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I could support Excuse this. Me. I might have to go with ripping baby's limb from limb. I mean, if, if I gotta choose, man. Plus, I'm I'm all for equality, so you know. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what good stuff? Uh, well, not good stuff actually. <laughs> all of this yeah. is bad good, stuff. Good conversation. Very bad stuff. All good conversation, but bad stuff. We can laugh or we can cry. Exactly. We'll probably cry at some point. Uh, I, I I try to laugh as best as possible because this yeah. is quite worthy. Yeah. It is. It's sad stuff. It is. You and, know, and people, I mean, the good thing is we've talked about this enough at this point that I think people know that we're not making light of anything. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, to, to the point that, that Malachi was making, um, I've, I've gone back and forth with people where I'm not even talking about the death penalty. I'm just talking about some criminal penalty for having abortions specifically if you will uh, now like all right so so i've presented cases to people like uh devin cena human defense to uh well i don't know i don't want to go through all the names i've presented people just several people that are in the pro-life movement and i've been like okay you say no criminal penalties right because they get mad when like texas or oklahoma tries to pass an abolitionist bill that has criminal penalties in it for perfectly reasonable thing uh, i mean perfectly reasonable criminal penalties for something like ripping a baby limb from them and and you murder. go okay yeah yeah murder exactly and so you you don't want you don't want criminal penalties i can say all right all right hear me out here what if the law says says that the that the burden of proof is you have to admit that you know it's a baby you have to say you don't care that it was a baby and that you wanted to kill it anyway. And, and, and you have to, I can't remember the other stipulation, but I'm good with sticking with those two. What if those two things are accurate, right? What if those two things mm -hmm. should be, should there be criminal penalties? And most of them just won't answer you or they'll just, or they'll say no, they'll just outright say, no, there still shouldn't be criminal penalties. And I'm just like, I don't know what to do with that. I can't, we can't have a conversation about this. <laughs> See that yeah, pretty, pretty crazy. Well, okay, I I want to I want to know for those type of people, what does justice look like then? Yeah, for, for everyone every everyone will jump down your throat if I said Rodney Dakari does not deserve if he was still alive death penalty for what he did. If you know, everyone if I said I don't think he deserved that, everyone like oh what what, what? Mm -hmm. he deserves to be criminalized, he should be in jail and okay okay. But you're saying the exact same thing about this murder that just happened. So what does justice look like <laughs> to you? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It doesn't Apparently, look Apparently anything... redistribution of wealth. <laughs> you know? If only but we had given them money. <laughs> you got to be consistent here. I, I believe justice yeah. looks like if you murder someone, you get the death penalty. If you're found guilty, you get the death penalty. I that, that's biblical justice. That's what the Bible says. Yeah, there's a uh, yep. Ben Shapiro quote. I'll see if I can find it real quick. Um, let's see. Ben Shapiro. Oop, entertaining stuff here. Clicking on a keyboard. Um, let's see. Uh, don't see it. But anyway, he says, the one where he's talking about there it goes, found it. Look at that. I'm good. I'm good at this. All right. He says, Nailed it. if a baby were outside of the womb and you stuck a knife through its chest, you'd be charged with first degree murder. You kill it inside of the womb and we call it a human right. So, so essentially, you know, that's obvious the point that he's getting at, right? Is that, is that like you said, Malachi, well, 
these other instances, you're cool with applying justice properly, but then you don't want to apply it whenever it's in the womb. That's exactly what he's saying here. But Ben Shapiro would still hold the point of view that you can't you can't push criminal charges for women because they're all victims. I just apply your own I, I, standard, I people. <laughs> yeah. It's all even his his case is a little different too because he actually said, um, if you remember one of his criticisms of Trump was he always says like you know Trump will just say things that he thinks people in the pro life movement want to hear but no one actually believes like that women who get abortions uh, in certain situations should be prosecuted and I was like wait did you say no one in the pro life movement believes that like probably 75% of the pro-life movement believes that, you know? You would think. You would think. But um, I've been surprised over the last couple of years of interacting with people on this yeah. Well, Well, maybe it's definitely not no percent. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's it, definitely might be, not it might be 50, it might be 70, but I, it's definitely not that low. I just, I would love to have a question. I would love to ask Ben. If I, if I ever get to talk to Ben person I would well I have a lot of questions to ask Ben but (laughs) I would love to ask him what does justice look like to him in this scenario Mm -hmm, what does it look like and you can't sit there and tell me murder like because Ben is is full of the death penalty he's for it yeah but he's not for it in this instance why (laughs) what is different well I mean we all know what what the difference is it's a woman. That's that's pretty much why. It's not but popular to say out loud. It's <laughs> not what I mean. And I just want what at least so just be honest. I I want people to be honest about their position. If that's your position, be honest about it. But don't sit there and p- pretend to me that that's not your position. <laughs> they call yeah, me a crazy person when I'm saying that's your position. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, uh, um, I think Ben's. Ben, the argument that he would go to, you know, he's more like, I don't know, he's more of like an elite. He's got like a, a very intellectual, I should say, he's an intellectual. So he's got more of an intellectual viewpoint on it. So the way that he would explain his position um, would sound better, but it's essentially the same um, as, as everything we've been talking about. But he would say that that they don't, women don't, women are victims um, because they don't have the mens rea, right, to, to, to be convicted. Right. Like it, I think that is his actual argument I've heard him make. Yeah, which yeah. Which is and, weird. Isn't that sexist? Well, it's <laughs> yes. It kind You're of, not wrong, Malachi. They're they're super like, strong, which is why they can kill their babies, and also they're super strong, which means that they can't take responsibility for killing their babies. <laughs> like, so, I'm, yeah. I'm so confused. I, <laughs> like, yep. I'm the only consistent one. I listen. If, as a Christian, if you believe in original sin, then you also believe that women can sin. That means that women are responsible for those sins. Now, now we're getting into real unpopular territory. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't, you can't hold that. Well, you know, yeah, women can sin, but do they though? <laughs> like yeah. no. Well, well, really, really quickly, dude. It's been you know probably a year and a half and two accounts ago now at this point. Um, but I just posted. I just tweeted one sentence one time. <laughs> the sentence was, uh, women can send to, and probably 20 people gave me pushback. You know, and, and like people that would claim to be conservative Christians. And of course, it wasn't like, no, they can't. The pushback mm-hmm. was like, 
well, what we really need to focus on is blah, 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 you know, that sort of thing. Uh, but I just thought it was funny. Uh, I knew I would get pushback for it, obviously. But um, but it's, that, is <laughs> that was so, a pretty good one. Shocking. That is shocking to me. Yep. All right. Well, I think we've been going here for for a pretty good while. I don't even know how long because uh, normally it shows me I've been sharing my audio this whole time. Oh, that's probably going to give me trouble in editing. Oh, well, it's all good. Have you all heard any weird noises like my computer making sounds? Nope. All right. Cool. Uh, no, we're I... Good. I might have volume issues with the audio. Sometimes I cause volume issues, but that's nothing that can't be fixed. Um, anyway, uh, where were we? Oh, yeah, I was summing it up. Okay. So, so, uh, so we, we've been going for about an hour here, I guess. We, we just started. We just started. Yeah. You said, where are we? Oh, yeah. At the beginning. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, I mean, did you have anything else uh, y'all wanted to hit on? Let me see. Uh, let me look at our notes real quick, see if we have. Um, I don't know. I mean, yeah, that's pretty I'm much, pretty that's good, pretty much all I got. Yeah. Yeah. We'll definitely have to have Malachi back. A yeah, definitely. Guest. Maybe it'll be our first repeat guest. We'll see. Oh, um, yeah. But yeah, yeah good I, news, man. You got in like, uh, uh, this is not your first time getting some, some, uh, some feedback from some fairly prominent individuals that uh, are on the less conservative no. side of the spectrum, right? Didn't you have some, some, I was looking, I was looking through your feed because I'm not, I know there was something else that, uh, that he got a lot so, of. Okay. So if I remember, yeah, so I remember correctly, I had four major controversial tweets. So mm-hmm. my first one, my first, first one was the David uh, Bathsheba one. Oh, yeah. Uh, The the thing is about that one, I knew it was going to be controversial, but I didn't think that somebody so grown up, that was never a question that, like, no, David did not rape Bashiro. That's not a question. (laughs) Like, grow that that, that was how I grew up. So, do you want to give uh, give the viewers kind of like some context behind that, like what you said and and why you said it? So, someone I kind of quote tweeted someone else who said, give us your uh, your biblical hot take and mm-hmm. i tweeted david is not a rapist pretty much and oh did <laughs> that break twitter uh well at least christian twitter and <laughs> it shocked me that people held that position because mm-hmm. i like i said growing up that was not a position at all and if you said that yeah. was your position you were looked at as a crazy person like no, yeah. David. <laughs> what in the? What's wrong with this boy over here? <laughs> what are you saying? Maybe it'd be a different accent where you come from, but down here, that's what it would sound like. Yeah, <laughs> Hot dang it, boy. We well, better keep your mouth shut over there. That was a man <laughs> of God. So that was the first one. My second one was the Young Earth creation. Uh, I remember that one too, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, wait, uh, there's Christians out there who don't believe that the Earth is young? <laughs> I think I legitimately insert myself into all of your, your Twitter <laughs> at some point or another. It's like, people, people would think that you DM me like, hey, kid, what's your take on this? With the amount that I try to start so. You know, me and, me and Dave were talking about this the other day, how it's like, uh, it, it's funny how, like, the people that you meet online, and like, I don't know, because you're talking about how, how you, you've interacted with, you know, you inserted yourself way back then, 
and something that comes up yeah. now. And now pretty much everybody that, that you know, Dave, knows Malachi, and everybody that Malachi knows knows yeah. me. And it, like, just goes goes all around. But anyway, what were you the saying? Crazy thing about the one, right? Yeah, the crazy thing about the young uh, Earth creations, I, like I said, all of these I grew up with. Mm-hmm. The world being young was something I grew up with. This was basic Christianity. You knew this. Same thing with David and Bathsheba. You knew this. David was not a rapist. You knew that the, the Earth was young. Yeah. But so, so are, <laughs> are, are you suggesting that uh, maybe implying that essentially three sentences into the Bible you're already finding lies is not the best hermeneutic to employ? <laughs> not the best. I wouldn't suggest it. <laughs> yeah, Seriously. To be fair, this so, was before. Uh, this is before uh, a lot of Christians started to realize um, um, how anti-science they were. You know, yeah, that is true. Until yeah, that's true. No science true. at all until like five years ago. <laughs> so that was the second one. Now this third, the third one, this blew me away. It was the giving, uh, spreading the gospel to Jews. One. Oh, that, I think that's it. I think that's the one. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking of. That's the one. That that one shocked me. Now that one was pure. Like, I thought. Everyone knew this. Even Jews, I thought, understood as Christians, we spread the gospel to everyone. We give it to yeah. everyone. <laughs> we're so not bef- trying to, you know, eliminate you. So before we're just trying to give you the group. Oh, sorry, man. Are you still gone? Okay. Okay. I was gonna say before you got on, I was actually talking to Dave, and this is probably why this was in my mind, because I was thinking about previous stuff that you had tweeted and I couldn't remember what it was. It was a big controversy that that, that I remembered. Um, but I was talking to Dave about Bethany Mandel because she had a tweet where she was saying, is that, is that, was that the catalyst for it or? Okay. Yep. yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Uh, and then she was pretty much saying that we are pretty much being anti-Semitic by pretty yeah. much practicing our faith. And that was like, I was like, Wait, what? And I was like, no, no, that's not, no, that's not how that works. You just can't, yeah. just can't call us anti-Semitic just because we're doing what God commands us to do. Yeah. So that one, that one got crazy. I think that one was probably my worst one because yeah, a lot of crazy people were like <laughs> that one. <laughs> like people were making arguments that like you're trying to erase us. You're trying to get rid of our culture. I was like, whoa, wait, whoa. I didn't say anything like that. And, well, you get to keep your culture. You just will be adopted into the body of Christ. Yeah. <laughs> you would I can't even make you good. No, I was gonna say you would you would think from from like the outrage to that thing and from the responses to that that Christians are like going around. It would be like I as a white person. You would think that they were they were saying like I as a white person was going to black people and go, here goes some white paint to put on your face so that you can be white now. That, like <laughs> that's not even what I was first of all, I can't I can't <laughs> make you a christian i can't do that mm-hmm. i have no power to do that yeah the only thing yeah. i can do is give you the gospel that is all i can do so you saying i'm trying to erase you is idiotic it's crazy yeah <laughs> i'm not trying <laughs> yeah that's a yeah. yeah could you imagine if you would have uh would have said it about muslims the group that the left actually likes Probably would have been even they worse. Kept saying, they kept saying, oh, you're targeting Jews. I was like, I, I give the gospel to anyone, <laughs> to anyone, atheist, 
Muslim, yeah. a Buddhist? Are you saying that I'm anti-Muslim because yeah. I give the gospel to them as well? Tell you, sure. I'm sure yeah. I'm, to to be yeah. fair, I'm sure they would say that. Yes, <laughs> probably. You know. Well, the I, thing I is, thinking, is, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, you're good. Uh, go. I was thinking anti-Semitic to not give the gospel to someone who's right. Jewish. <laughs> because uh, exactly. I don't, I don't want to see you in heaven. Pretty much, I, I don't want to see you there. That's pretty much what I'm saying. If I don't want to give you the gospel to anyone, yeah. if I sit there and say pretty, I don't. You're there with gospel. Yeah, it's but, almost like know, if you're and this is the spreading into Jews, you have a, a a stronger favor or a stronger love in some sense for Jews. If you're trying to spread the gospel specifically to Jews yeah. for whatever reason. That must be that Christian nationalism uh, coming oh, out. Exactly. You know. oh, we got to watch out for that word. All right. Now we're going to be here another hour. <laughs> no. uh, I actually Christian nationalism. What are your thoughts, Malachi? No. Okay. I'll tell you my thoughts about do it, that do situation. It. Why not? Uh, okay. Send it. So are there people out there who... Now, I think Ali Stucky had the best definition that it was clear, and I was like, that makes sense. Uh, I, I just don't remember the exact, but it was so Christian nationalist, at least her definition was someone who believes America is like equivalent to Israel and it's the promised land, and that God gave America a special calling and that the American people are like the Jews and things like that. Kind of like and, the older school dispensational approach that yeah. people would have taken when we were growing up, sort of, you know? Yeah. So if someone's like that, yeah, that would be – well, first of all, that's not biblical at all. So that position wouldn't be biblical that, at uh, any any shape or form. So that um, that would be concerning. But what's been called Christian nationalism now is not that. It's just I like – my country that god placed me in <laughs> right <laughs> literally like i've heard people say it's christian nationalism to have an american flag in the church you know like, and it's like hey lo- love it or love it or hate it if we get to the point where our biggest problems are an american flag in the church we're doing pretty good you know there's some other as many... <laughs> yeah i'm sorry no that's it oh yeah you're right i mean if that's the biggest thing I'm okay with that. <laughs> That's pretty good place to be. And, you know, I, am I, I like I'm, God placed me in this place for a reason. Am I supposed to hate it here? Because these are the exact same people who tell me as a black man, I'm supposed to love my blackness and things like that. Yeah. And if I hate my blackness, then I'm, you know, you know, a sellout or whatever, you know, whatever, whatever. Yeah. So if I hate my country, what does that make me? Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Well, exactly. yeah, I guess it would make you agree with them, which is what would, they want. Yeah. So whatever, <laughs> it'd you know. It'd be a lot easier. All right. Yeah, she's easy, real though. Well, 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 well. Well, if y'all want a little plug here, y'all want to hear a, about Christian nationalism, our last episode was about Christian nationalism. We had on Thomas Cord and, oh my goodness, Stephen Wolf. Stephen Wolf. Both have PhDs in some sort of philosophy, theology, history, combination, PhDs, masters, and those sorts of things. Pretty sharp dudes. Pretty sharp guys. Smart cats. Smart cats. Yep. 
I was downgrade, obviously, because I had no PhDs at all. No, no, you got to have a. Hey, not yet, you, you don't. <laughs> yeah, not yet. You got to have, you know, we're starting at, you know, basically genius level here. So, you know, there's only, you can only go up or down from there, depending on how you view yeah, that's, a basic that's genius. True. <laughs> Let's be honest, it'll probably be down. <laughs> all right so i think that's it for today y'all got anything else anything yeah. you want to throw oh in? man no nope. anything controversial thanks for coming on that i can, that I can do you want to retweet you and get people to jump on top of you again yeah nothing get you a fifth major controversy oh lord not another one not too, <laughs> not too soon we gotta spread them out that's how not this week there he goes. Here goes something. You've got a, a pretty good base of followers on uh, Twitter. You got like what, like twenty five hundred followers, which is substantial. I'm sure you probably had like twenty seven hundred like two months ago until they started axing people. Um, <laughs> yeah, but about, you know, I I want Gab, but the thing about Gab is I, I'm new to it, and it's I'm ba- I'm barely on there. So everyone yeah, agrees. I saw that. I looked at your post. I always like to chastise people about not using Gab. So I, I looked at your post before I came here and shame, shame on you. You got like three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, Matt, this, Matt just likes Gab because he's a blue check on there now. <laughs> all right. All right. He thinks, I gotta, he thinks he's a special boy on I, Gab. I now, am a so special boy. I was included. <laughs> I was included in the group of people. All right. So I was on. Tw- all right. I'm on Facebook, right? I'm like, y'all got to okay. move to Gab because they gave blue check marks to yada, 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 yada. And I name all these people, right? You didn't see this because this was on, on Facebook, J- uh, Dave. You didn't see this. But anyway, so I'm like, here goes, you know, th- they gave it to Eric Kahn and Michael Foster and uh, yeah. AD Roll. The usual suspects. Yeah, yeah, Torba or whoever it is that's giving out blue check marks to people who don't even have pro accounts and have never applied for blue check mark. Because to to, to those of you who know, the way it works on Gab is you join Gab, you can have an account, you can do whatever you want on that account, blah, blah, blah. But in order to get verified, you have to get a pro account and then you have to apply for the verification. Hmm. So a bunch of people in our circles were getting verification without doing any of that. So somebody... At Gab, whether it's Torba, the the CEO, or whether it's somebody down the line, was looking up, looking up, knew who they were, and giving them verification. So I'm on Twitter bragging about. It. I'm like, y'all got to join Gab because this means we're not getting banned. This means we have a friendly platform to reform right. Christians that that is going to thrive within our niche at the very least, um, if we just continue to 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 help you know to help them out in this. Which is why I have a pro account there now. And like five minutes after I tweet that out. I go on Gab and I look and I'm like, yes, because <laughs> I had a, I had a verified check mark and I hadn't gotten my pro account yet. <laughs> I got a verified check mark. So somehow some moron over there thought that I was worth giving a verified check mark to that poor soul. But, <laughs> but anyway, so we'll I was pretty proud whatever, of myself. Right? Not going to lie. Not going to lie. I was happy with it's myself. Good. It's a good. It's a good thing. Hey, listen, did gave them free publicity. So yeah exactly exactly maybe that's you're what it was you're that you're in that exactly the, the, the thing about Gab is that you know everyone, yeah everyone does agree on there and yeah there's i go on there and it's like i might as well just be talking to you know 200 people that are me i'm like eh, whatever <laughs> you know hey what don't, I mean? don't act like you don't talk to yourself all the time yeah. all the time <laughs> hey, my, my, my 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 position 
my position has been listen until Twitter kicks me off. I'm staying on Twitter. Yeah, I'm the, I'm the same. They I'm will. the same way. I'm going to use <laughs> Don't it. Don't worry. Until, probably until. I'm, I'm surprised. I yeah, I'm surprised though. They haven't like suspended me though. That. Oh. I'm pretty good at that. You're not in the cool kids this club. Week yeah, not suspended yet, man. No, not yet. Not yet. One of these days, maybe. Dave, they love Dave. Dave's only gotten suspended 17 and a half. I'm their favorite. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> what do you do to make I don't even do you? anything that bad. So I, the I initial tweet this already, but I'll tell right. you real quick. So uh, I'll pull my it first, up. <clears throat> Continue. Yeah, I, I got suspended initially for uh, I did a tweet that was like, you know, abortion is murder, homosexuality is a sin, men can't be women. Like, you know, kind of the litany list of everything that would be offensive to the left. Um, mm -hmm. Not like trying to get suspended, but just sort of seeing if I would. So, of course, I did. And then when you uh, get suspended, if they permanently suspend you, they won't allow you to make a new account on Twitter. Um, okay. So, what the other subsequent bannings have been for have been like, when I would slip up and say like, hey, this was my old account or something, you know, uh, I had somebody report me one time and like, you know, send to the Twitter people like this is who that is. So, you know, last time I said this on the on the podcast as well, um, for the enemies that listen to the show, now you know how to get me off Twitter again. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> here goes the initial that's tweet. Kinda, that's the story. Um, here goes the initial tweet that yeah. you sent. Because remember, I sent this to you a while back because I just happened to come across it because I screenshotted yeah. it way back when, uh, when he got banned. I think I screenshotted it before you got banned just because it was a good tweet. Um, and I've got like 15,000 screenshots that I got to sift through now and put in categories and stuff <laughs> so that I can actually access them. But I just happened to run across it like two weeks after we had talked about this. Um, so he says, this was his tweet that got him banned. As the fourth comes to close i'd like to say are you talking about the fourth of the july i assume yeah i think yeah. it was the fourth of july yeah yeah so as the fourth comes to close i'd like to say i'm proud to be a theologically conservative christian who recognizes christ is the only way homosexuality is a sin women can't preach abortion is murder socialism is theft and scripture is inerrant why is this controversial and then he got banned <laughs> so they didn't answer why but they did confirm that it's slightly is controversial, controversial. <laughs> yeah but uh you know so i don't yeah, know bad for that yeah yeah, yeah. what well, my guess is that there's somebody that doesn't like you that has some sort of power at twitter that banned you for something yeah, so, normally wouldn't have so banned I, before. I looked into it a little bit when it first happened because that that was back that was the original presby polemics account that was actually getting kind of big you know so i wanted to keep mm -hmm. it if i could and um I think what happened was somebody exactly like you said, that didn't like me um, did like a mass reporting thing and got yeah. just a bunch of people to report it, you know? So like something that, I mean, we all probably say once a week, something that could get you banned and it's not like they have any objective standard for it, but yeah, I don't know. That's what, that's what I'm pretty sure happened. I can't prove it because it's not like they ever tell you, you know, they don't give you justification, but. Didn't they not even send you an email or anything? It was just like, boop, gone. Yep. So if they if they That's permanently so suspend you, I guess their policy is they never even have to tell you why. Um, yeah. Whatever. But anyway, back to the Gab thing. Um, um, mm -hmm. 
yeah, obviously I'm dragging this on kind of long, but who cares? Um, so back to the gab thing. What What's interesting, when I first went on gab and nobody's arguing, it was like, okay, whatever. Mm-hmm. But what's interesting is then you do actually have eventually, after you you interact with people for a while, first of all, you have to follow a good chunk of people because on Twitter you follow like a thousand people. Mm-hmm. So it's you always have something. There's always something, sure. right? Um, so you have to get in there and you have to find, all right, who do I like? And you have to intentionally like, Search for this one, follow, 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 follow. What's good to do is go to somebody who you follow that's really entertaining and then follow all the people they follow, right? You know, like a Michael Foster Mm. and A.D. Robles because they don't follow that many people. So everybody they follow is going to be somebody interesting, right? Probably pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So you do something like that. And then, first of all, just the interaction, even though you agree with them on a lot of stuff, is pretty good. Um, um, it's, It's better than you'd think. Like, it's not as annoying to not have people to argue with as you think. But also then you start to get on more like specific issues where you disagree. Like Michael Foster's post something about masculinity and somebody will disagree with him, but it won't be like, uh, I disagree with you because you're a sexist pig. It'll be like, here goes, you know, this specific thing and this logical reason for why I, you know, why there's a differentiation. Well, yeah, between it's actually kind of better in that way. Yeah. yeah. You can actually have an actual debate, yeah. uh, um, you know, and get your ideas out than being yeah. screamed at yeah well i mean at this point i'm just on twitter just a huge you know screw you to twitter at this point yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah and there's i gotta say there is no replacement for uh for a jory michael calling you an abuser and you getting to laugh at it that's a pretty she, she did call me a, she said i was cool which i did now that i took personally like that hurt, that she, hurt. Said, she said you're not cool yeah, that hurt. I, I, you know, would she call you a dork too or something? Like, <laughs> no. If I get the, if I had the tweet, she said, "How do you have a cool name, but you aren't cool?" And I was Aww. like, I was like, what? <laughs> Interesting. You like so how do you have a cool? Some name? people didn't like your name. <laughs> yeah, some people didn't like my name. Yeah, uh, <laughs> that's that's that comes with the territory when you're named Malachi pretty much you know all right so child of the corn i feel like a, a real idiot because i don't even know what that oh, is well okay so children of the corn it's a it's a children of if the i'm okay. yeah, children of the corn it's a book that was made by stephen king made into a movie uh the main character is this little kid named isaac who pretty much runs this town and all the adults are pretty much if i'm not mistaken dead or he killed them all oh, and now all the adults yeah. It wasn't very nice of him. No. So his right hand man is named Malachi. And Malachi is pretty much this big, big guy who he's also like a teenager, but he gets controlled by Malachi. And if I'm not mistaken, at the end of the movie, now I could be wrong because I haven't seen the movie in like forever. But if, at the end of the movie, Malachi turns on Isaac and they, you know, pretty much kill each other at the end. Fight uh, to the death I, or whatever. Yeah, fight to the death. Yeah. So that. So whenever someone uh, realized my name is Malachi, they were like, oh, that's from Children of the Corn. I'm like, yeah, yes, it is. <laughs> it's either that or they get my name entirely wrong and call me like Malachi, which is pretty much <laughs> the go-to. Go-to. Oh, oh, my goodness. Okay, this is like probably the opposite scenario. It's probably a white guy messing up 
messing up messing up names. But uh, uh-huh. whenever somebody calls you Malachi, that sounds like a white person thing to do. Call you Malachi, but yeah. but it reminds no, me yeah. of that it's skit surprised. with Key and Pell. Key, Key, what what are their names? I can't even remember their names. Key, Key, talking about Malachi or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they've got yeah, like that football, uh, football names. Where they're they're going or through like the, the class. Not even the football. The football yeah. Name, yeah. yeah, yeah, the substitute teacher when you're like calling A.A. Ron. A.A. Ron. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> oh, where I work, we have a guy that, that, that comes in, and his name's Aaron, and it's A.A.R.O.N. Oh. And uh, and he walks in, and, and my my supervisor had never seen that before. And I mm-hmm. uh, showed him that, and he thought it was hilarious. And the guy walks in, and he goes, hmm. He looks at his dad, he goes, hmm. That's exactly how he talks to you. Hmm. A.A. Ron. <laughs> and I start laughing, and the guy goes, Oh man, <laughs> he's like you don't understand. Ever since that episode, it was serious. Like, oh my goodness, I, I wish Stephen King never made that stinking movie. It's so bad. As Tommy, like every day, someone's like from Children of the Corn. I'm like, first of all, there's other movies that had the character named Malachi. That's not the only one. Like, just get another one at least. <laughs> oh, good stuff. All right. I feel like we've held you here long enough. um, I I had fun. I had fun. Good, good. Cool, man. Glad, man. We'd love to have you back on, of course. Um, Oh, definitely. Anytime. Anytime. If we don't reach out to you, reach out to us, and we'll we'll make it happen. But anyway, for uh, closing, I'm Matt Travis. Find me at Matt Travis blog um, on Facebook. I mean, not Facebook. uh, Twitter and Gab. You can find Dave on uh, Agent of Polemics on Twitter. Polemics agent on Gab. Can you, uh, what was your original name on Twitter again? Polemics agent? Uh, Presby Polemics. Presby Polemics. Presby Polemics was my original, yeah. Okay. Okay. Anyway, we're getting off topic again. Uh, <laughs> uh, but anyway, you can find us there. You can find Malachi at, oh, we forgot to mention. We forgot to mention. So this is our seventh episode. So as you notice, the I, I added Malachi to a Google Drive folder that we have. Um, the, the Google Drive folder was, was episode hashtag zero zero seven that's because this is our seventh episode and then dave ah, pointed out 007. that your name is 007 so that worked out pretty yeah. well we had 007, 007. yep yes it did that is 007 on the perfection episode. <laughs> <laughs> is the mss just your name just malachi whatever whatever yeah that's my initials yeah that's my initials all right that's what we figured mm-hmm. so we got 007 on the 007 episode yes there you, you go. go good stuff but you can find malachi Robbins. at Zero zero seven, um, MSS, on Twitter. Um, that's going to be the main place you can find him. And Gab, and and Gab. Yep. There you go. Same thing, right? See, you're yep. smart. You're smart. You got them all the same. I'm not smart. Yeah, it's, it's easier smart. that way. Yep. <laughs> much easier. Much easier. Because I get confused. Yeah, I get confused, <laughs> and I want to confuse well, myself. We, we do too. Clearly. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but uh, also you can find if you go to libertytalks.net, um, you can, it's pretty obvious. You can sign up for a uh, email newsletter there so you can get updates whenever we post videos and whatnot. Also subscribe to the YouTube channel. If you're seeing this on Gab, subscribe to the Gab TV ch- uh, channel as well. BitChute. We're on pretty much – I'm not on Rumble. I'm not a fan of Rumble. I'll probably put us on there eventually. But um, I don't know. Just not liking it. It's owned by like I think it's owned by like Dan Bongino and stuff. Same people that own Parlor almost. It's sure. Like the same same people or same type of no, people. So it'll so it'll be gone in two weeks. That's fine. exactly. It'll be gone and they'll hand your ID to China. That's what'll happen. <laughs> 
But anyway, so I'm not on Rumble. I'll probably get on there eventually just in case that keeps going. You know, the problem with a lot of these platforms, I like how I said we were over and we're not over. I'm about to talk some more. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of these platforms are, uh, they have the same problem as YouTube. And I'm like, why are you creating a platform that does what YouTube does and adds nothing better? So for instance, BitChute. BitChute's owned by a guy in the UK. The UK has hate speech laws where they have to ban certain videos. I'm like, to think that's yeah. not going to go awry is stupid. So I'm like, well, I'll get on BitChute because that's one of my only other options. And then you have Rumble. Same thing. It's owned by a Canadian company. And then it's owned by the same Dan Bongino, I think. I think Good I could grief. be lying here, but whatever. Uh, or, or not saying something true, at least. Um, but I think it's Dan Bon by Dan Bongino, Bongino, who was also part owner or part whatever in, uh, in Parlor. And I'm like, well, that went to crap real quick. Y'all didn't prepare very well yeah. for that. So... So I'm like, these all have the same problems. And I don't know. Anyway, that's my rant for, for the end of the podcast. Anyway, y'all got anything else? <laughs> oh, man, yeah, thanks for coming on, Malachi. Good times. Oh, uh, definitely have you back. And I'll see you around. All right, cool. You too.